praise you, Lord Jesus. The word is so good. Changes us. Hallelujah. You know, God's word contains his thoughts. And his thoughts will shape you and mold you, change your life, transform your thinking. In John 17, in verse 3, I want to launch off here tonight. These are the words of Jesus. He made this statement. He said, and this is life eternal. And that word life is zoe, the very life that God has. So you could say, well, what is eternal life? It's gonna, he's going to answer this question right now. That they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. The definition of eternal Zoe life, which includes everything, is knowing him, to know him. It's everything. So if this is what eternal life is, I could tell you this, the enemy is going to work overtime to try to get you in a position where you are unable to know him intimately. And oh, how he wants you to know him intimately. It's so very important that you know him. You know, Paul said this, and we'll, we'll look at some of these scriptures as the Lord leads us. He didn't say, I know what I believe. He says, I know whom I believe. And tonight, I, I've got to tell you, the Bible lays out the fact that God has provided healing for you. God has absolutely no plan for your life to go backwards physically. Now, we're all going to age and get older, but God wants you to live long and live strong so that you can fulfill the plan of God, the, His plan for your life. And it's a great plan. And it's not a plan as you get older you diminish. The Bible says the path of the righteous is one of increase. If you have children, it's even, it's even great news for them, both for, both for us and for our children. So let's jump over to Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5. We're just going to kind of see how the Lord leads us tonight. We're going to talk about laying hold. I just keep getting that in my spirit. Laying hold of our healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 5. There's a truth here. You know, I'm breaking in a new Bible. And I love these wide margins. Everything is in the wrong place. And so I don't know if this thing's going to work out, but we're, we're going we're to go with it tonight here. In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13, it says, that just at the first part of this verse, it says, Therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. This word knowledge, it literally, in its purest sense in the Hebrew language, means discernment. People are gone into captivity. That means literally they're, t they're exposed and taken into exile because they have no discernment, no knowledge. So go over to Hosea chapter 4, and let's keep building on this part. Hosea chapter 4. We're going to look at verse 6. God wants you to know him intimately. He, he laid out a plan of redemption. When you said, Jesus, I believe you died on a cross for my sin. And now, Jesus, I proclaim with my mouth 
that you are now my Lord. The Holy Spirit of God came into you, took out the old spirit man that was dead and separated from him, put in a brand new spirit, and he did that. And then the Holy Spirit came and took, he, he took residency up in your spirit. And here's the reason why, so that you could know him. His word is for the purpose of knowing him. This written word of God is living. It reveals the living word. So in Hosea 4, 6, it says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge at the very first part of that verse. Again, the same word, knowledge, means discernment. It's, it, 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 that means knowledge that's revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. Do you know the world system... Our enemy will work overtime if you have any desire for God to try to get you to know God from the outside, but you don't know him from the outside. You know God inside. The enemy will throw thoughts from the outside into your mind, but God will speak to your heart and then, then that, those thoughts, those words are communicated by you as the Holy Spirit brings revelation, communicated to your mind. As you grow in your knowledge of God, as you grow in the word of God, you'll be able to discern, is this from the enemy? Is this from the Lord? And, and, and God wants you to know him intimately. It's so very important. This word destroyed, my people are destroyed. Part of this word literally means to be silenced. To be silenced, to be cut off, to be destroyed. One of the biggest things that you'll see, well, actually, I'll say it this way. You will always say what you see. So God wants your spirit man to be flooded with light of revelation of how much he loves you, of how he's your healer. The word of God will get so big on the inside of you that it will eclipse the symptoms in your body. And remember, symptoms are just an outward manifestation of of a spiritual attack against your life to steal, kill, and destroy. You don't have to receive them yeah, but you could say, but pastor, but, but my body is hurting. Listen, reject that. It has, we're, we're not Christian scientists here tonight, right? We're, we're not denying symptoms. No, we're denying their right to be in our body based on what our God has done for us in redemption. And he has provided healing for everyone. It's in the atonement. It violates this doctrine of, well, God heals some and not others. Well, you know, God may use sickness to teach you. Well, that sounds all real good to your natural mind, but notice there's never scriptures behind that. One of the things I tell people in our church all the time is when you hear stuff like this, don't don't just bash people with the Bible, right? Just ask them, where is that in the Bible? Where is that? Right? Because it's not there. Because the very character and nature of God is he's no respecter of persons. In James it says, every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights. And then he says this, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. 
Variableness means if he will do something for you that he won't do for you, that means he has to vary to do that. There is no variableness in God. He has provided healing for all. Amen? It's, uh, and it's yours. Notice I, I talked about laying hold of your healing before you ever came on the scene. I'm telling you, God has a plan for your life. Everything that you will ever need, you already own it. As you walk by faith, as you meditate in the word of God, his word will become a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Everything that you will ever need, every headache that you'll ever be attacked with, he's already got the healing for you. Every sinus infection, cancer, diabetes, I don't care what it is, disdegeneration. There is nothing too big for God. And I'm telling you, he knows what you need. I think one of the greatest things about heaven is when we get up there, we find out, we find out things that we were healed of that we didn't even know we had. I don't know about you, but this morning in communion... Well, I'm, I'm like, I receive my healing. His healing power right now is working. It's affecting a cure in my body from the tip of my head to the soles of my feet, driving out all sickness, all disease, restoring my body to perfect divine health. Amen? Amen. Amen. The only way that's not true is if Jesus lied. Now, in the Old Testament, it says in Numbers that God is not a man that he should lie. Right? Well, in the New Testament, Pastor Titus said, the God who cannot lie. So if God showed up here tonight and said, hey, guess what? It's Monday. Guess what? It would be Monday. Everybody would be going, oh, man, i got to get to work. What am I doing here? Why? Because he can't lie. So if he spoke something, it's true. Amen? So here we have this. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. As you get to know God, boy, I'm telling you, you're going to see things about Him. And what you see, you will say. So I'm never going to be silenced. Are you? No? Amen. I, I, I love this scripture. So now let's go to the New Testament. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 In Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to look at verse 17. Remember this, you receive everything from God through faith. Without faith, you cannot receive anything from God. And faith begins where the will of God is known. Right? So, so we have a lot of teaching out there that, well, you know, his ways are higher than our ways. You just never know what God's going to... You know, usually we're only one verse away from getting the answer. You know, keep reading one more verse and then you find out that the Holy Spirit reveals those ways to us. But right here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Wherefore, be not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. That word understanding literally means comprehending. So the Bible is telling us, God is telling us, don't be unwise, 
He wants you to not only know his will, but he wants you to understand it. He wants you to comprehend it. And here's the thing. He works everything after the counsel of his will. Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus says this. What this means is that he, he, whatever his will is, is, he puts his power right there. When you lift up your hands and you say, Father, I thank you that you've redeemed me. Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. And the curse of the law, according to Deuteronomy 28, verse 61, it includes all sickness. It includes all disease. So, Father, I thank you that I'm redeemed from all sickness and all disease. See, when you say that, it brings the power of God right into your life and begins to work on your behalf it, to drive out, drive out that which is not of him. Isn't that good news? Isn't it good news to know you could sit here tonight and know you're not going to die of cancer? You're not going to die of some disease. You're not going to have this debilitating thing in your life. No, no, your life is going to be held up and people are going to go, wow, I know that God is a healer because I could look at your life. That's what he wants. Everything about you is designed to bear fruit. Now, you could preach, yeah, but you just live your life. You just, what, what, are, people are, gonna, what are they going to say at work when you walk free from things? Right? That's the way it's supposed to work, guys. This is so very important. So now let's jump back a couple, couple books. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's keep going with this thought. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're looking to look at verse 12. Hallelujah. God's word is full of life. Hmm. See, knowing more about him on the inside, this is what it does. It turns my life to him. So as I gain knowledge of him, now not just knowledge, head knowledge, I'm talking about intimate knowledge. When I get to know God, he is so good. He is such a healer. He's such a provider. He has provided everything for me. As I get to know him, it literally causes my heart and my life to turn to him. See, you hunger after what you feed on. You desire what you give your attention to. This is why Satan yells and screams at you all the time. Hey, pay attention over here. He doesn't care about you. He just wants to separate you from your faith. Then you and I are done. Here we are, world overcomers. We just don't know it because we're looking at wrong things. But no more. Amen? God has a plan for your life. He loves you so much. He has brought you to this church and planted you here to get fully equipped. This, the local church, I preach this all the time in our church, it is the foundation of your spiritual development. If you're looking for the perfect church, you know, you got to leave the planet to find that one. Because one of the greatest parts of your spiritual education is when you rub up against somebody in the church and all of a sudden they're rubbing some of those rough edges off of you and your flesh doesn't like it. Because he, this is one thing we know, guys. 
we don't get this stuff alone. We go in and possess our inheritance together with our company. So Satan will try to divide you and whatever. So I want to commend you tonight. You know, you're hungry. You're obviously hungry or you wouldn't be here. I mean, I don't think you woke up this morning and thought, you know, wow, I really want to go hear a, a, a guy preach the word who is so intellectually off the chart brilliant that he would live in Southern California and leave and go pioneer a church in Omaha, Nebraska. Wow. No, no, you're hungry for the Lord. Wow, that's amazing. All right, so let's, let's move on here. I'm digging a hole for myself. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Look at what it says. Or I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. It says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God. You need to know that. You don't have a spirit of fear. Fear is external. You are courageous. You are strong. You didn't receive a, the spirit of the world. You have a spirit, you've received the spirit which is of God. Look at why. That we might know. This word really at its foundation means perceive. Again, you see something. We've received the spirit which is of God that we might know or perceive the things that are freely given to us by God. Isn't that interesting? Had he not put his spirit, put a brand new spirit on us and then put his spirit on the inside, we couldn't even know these things that are freely given to us by God. Notice Things have been given to you. You already own every healing you'll ever need in this life. You already have and own all the provision that you'll ever need in your life. You just need to take possession of it. You know, when we pioneered the church, it'll be 10 years in January, we told people from 2007 when we pioneered the church, listen, we're meeting in a school. We're meeting in a school cafeteria. People were sitting on children's chairs. It was wonderful. It was, you know, from the front of our one end to the other, was it, was, it just wasn't very deep. I had a sound man who was an ex-rocker, and, and, you know, it would be so loud, people would bring earplugs. It was, it was crazy. But we told people, we said, listen, you know, we already own lands and buildings here in Omaha. We don't know where they are, but when, the Lord will lead, it to, lead us to it. And when we find out what it is, then we're going to take possession of it with our faith. And when we started looking at buildings, you know, we, we, we literally bought this building that we're in now uh, after about six years, and uh, it was a Christian science church. And we walked in this thing. It was built in 1965. And uh, it, every wall was turquoise blue. It had turquoise carpet. The metal frames around the windows were turquoise. Uh, if you were a Miami Dolphin fan... You, <laughs> Wear an orange shirt and you're in there. You know, I mean, it was amazing. And we walk in this place and you think, I mean, it had what, it, what was it? You had gold shag carpeting in the, in the sanctuary. Wow. All the walls were blue and the ceiling was blue with all these little lights, like you were sitting out in space, you know, it's a little weird. But when we walked in there, we're like, what are these people doing in our building? We knew it was ours. 
It was actually built in 1965 for us. We knew that. I'm telling you guys, everything that you'll ever need, you already, you already own it. And the walk of faith is where you walk and you possess all those things that you need in life to fulfill the plan of God for your life. So he's put his spirit in you so that you can know the things that have been freely given to you by God. So now let's keep going with this thought. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. We're going to look at about verse 32. It's so hard to just read verse 32 in this passage because, man, if you, if you read from t- verse 29 through the end of the chapter, it's amazing. But for time's sake, we're just going to, we're going to live right here in verse 32. Hallelujah. It says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now we know he's talking about all things that pertain to life and godliness. But if, if God didn't spare his only son, is there any way that he would not want your body healed and whole? Because whatever you're facing physically tonight, whatever you're facing... Jesus already bore it. That's a foundational principle in the word of God. He already bore it. So keep this in mind right here and go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. We'll start in verse 2. It says here, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Isn't that awesome? You know, God's really not into addition. He's in the multiplication. And grace and peace is multiplied unto us through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life, that is Zoe life, and godliness. But look at how it comes, through the knowledge, knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. This word again, knowledge, it literally means coming to a full discernment and laying hold of knowledge of, of this, the, this knowledge of God because you're personally involved with him. So that's what we're talking about tonight. How do I lay hold? Why am I going through these scriptures? Because God wants you to know him. Once you know him as the healer, once you perceive that and that light of revelation goes off in your heart, you know, faith doesn't come by listening to the word. James tells us that if you only listen to the word, you're going to be self-deceived. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10, 17. That's where hearing, you give it first place. You give it a place in your life where now the word of God is speaking to you. 
It, it literally has more to do with listening than anything else. It's where you've medi- you're just meditating in this word and the light of revelation comes off and now the word starts speaking to you. That's where faith is right there. So this is so important that we walk in this. These things, all things pertaining to life and godliness have come to us through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and to virtue. So now let's jump back to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. You know, I call this the dividing line of the Bible. I know I heard that somewhere. I don't know where I've heard that. But it truly is. John 10.10, it says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But then Jesus said this, But I am come that they might have life, zoe, and that they might have it more abundantly. So this is real simple. If it steals, kills, or destroys, it is not from God. So I don't care how eloquent of a speaker, if somebody's telling you that, you know, God might just be using the enemy allowing this in your life to teach you. No, no. The Bible's very clear that he uses his word to teach us. If it steals, kills, and destroys, it's not from him. So I would suggest not allowing it in your life. You get to the point as you, as you fill, get full of the knowledge of him, his great love for you, his plan for your life. What happens is now your whole life starts turning to him. And you will get to a point where you, you just refuse to have any less than what God says he's given you and promised you. Uh, you know, in, 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 I don't know what you call word of faith circles or whatever. I, I don't know what that really is. It's just basically the word of God, right? If anybody's not preaching the word of faith, you, you shouldn't listen to them. All that means is Paul believed as he preached the word, it would produce faith in the hearers right? So that's what the word of faith is. But I can't tell you how many times I've said, yeah, I know the word says this, but what that person just said is, I'm not looking at the word. I'm looking at my circumstances because the word, this is just as fresh as, as when, when it was spoken because God's words are eternal. They're timeless. They never lose power. So if it steals, kills, and destroys, it is not from him. If it gives you the quality of life that God has, do you think God has ever gotten up off the throne and went, ooh? No, never. he's never had a backache. His feet have never bothered him. His knees. He's never had a, you know insulin resistance problem, Right? But Jesus came to give us God's quality of life. So that means we're not supposed to be bothered with this stuff either. Amen? Amen. We've got to know this. Now, Pastor Mike quoted this scripture. I just want to go, go to it again. Go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, because we're going to start talking about now, now we're seeing some things, but let's keep building on this. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, he mentioned this this morning. This is what happened to you and I 
the, the minute you receive Christ, this, this took place in your life. I'm going to start in verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us, hath, past tense, delivered us from the power of darkness. That's from the delegated influence of darkness. You and I have already been delivered from the delegated influence of darkness. So anything that can bring, anything that would steal, kill, destroy, any sickness, entity, disease, you've been, it says right here, if you look at this now, Colossians 1.13, he delivered us from the power of darkness, the delegated influence of darkness, and hath, so this is something past tense too, translated us, whereat, into the kingdom of his dear son. So now I live in the world system, but I live in it in the kingdom of God where there is no sickness and no disease. There's no poverty and lack. There's no spiritual death. So now when the enemy comes illegally against my body, I have a right because I'm not under the delegated influence of darkness. I can say no. So how does that translate? Listen, in your body, I would encourage you going forward from this time on, listen, this this symptom in my body, you have no right. I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Right? He gave us his name. His name holds all the power. It's the same thing as if he was here speaking it, right? Where two or more are gathered in his name. I'm, I'm gathered in his name. Anybody else gathered in his name? Guess what? Jesus is here. Tonight, you had no idea Jesus would be here ministering, isn't it? Right? Isn't that cool? He's ministering to you every day. All day, every day. Praise God. It says we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Where there's healing, health, strength, life, peace, hope. What would be possible in your life if you can do anything? Well, I got to tell you, there's already a plan. There's already a plan. God's got a plan for your life. It's so wonderful, your eye can't see it. Your ear can't hear it. It hasn't even entered into your heart or your mind, What the wonderful things that God's prepared for you. But I'm telling you, as you walk and meditate in the Word of God, God will lay that plan right out for you. The Word of God will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Do I take medicine? Do I not take medicine? Do I have a surgical procedure? Do I not have one? How do I sort all this out? Christians get stressed out about that stuff. Well, if I'm believing God, how can I take medicine? No, Romans 10, 17 does not say faith comes by not taking medicine. That has nothing to do with it. The Holy Spirit will lead you into everything. If you're taking medicine, I would encourage you to take it in faith. If you're going into a hospital to have a surgical procedure, go in in faith. A doctor can cut you open, take things out, alter some things, but you still have to be healed. Amen? God will meet you right where you are. But why don't we get to a place where we can walk free from that? We just build up our faith. 
But see, there's no, no guilt, no shame, no condemnation wherever you are. Jesus will meet you right where you are and then bring you up to that level of life that he has provided for you. And the Holy Spirit himself will lead you and guide you into all the truth of this. So now let's talk about, just take a couple minutes and talk about what the word says. We've quoted it already, but I want you to set your eyes on it. Go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 13. Hallelujah. You guys doing okay this evening? Yep. Hallelujah. I, I know I'm, I'm preaching myself happy here. This is good. Hallelujah. It says in Galatians chapter 3, in verse 13, it says, Christ again hath, this is something past tense, redeemed us, from the curse of the law. Now we know the curse of the law includes spiritual death, poverty, lack, sickness, and disease. He's redeemed us from that. To be redeemed means to be taken out of one thing, but it also means to be placed in something else. To be rescued, to be ransomed. We've been rescued, ransomed out of the curse of the law which includes all sickness and disease. And it wasn't a small price. See, somebody had to pay. Jesus was made a curse for us. Right? It says it right here. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. And then what have we been redeemed to? To the blessing of Abraham. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Isn't that good news? You tonight have been, have been, past tense, redeemed from the curse of all sickness and all disease. If there's any symptoms in your body tonight, they have no legal right in your body. Amen? Well, let's keep going with this. Let's go back to the Old Testament. Go to Psalm, uh, the 103rd Psalm. The 103rd Psalm. Hallelujah. The word is so good. In Psalm 103, in verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all of our iniquities. And look at this who healeth all of our diseases. Healeth, it's the Hebrew word rapha. 67 times in the Old Testament, it stands for physical healing. It's not talking about spiritual healing. I've been told that this is talking about spiritual healing. What, what is that? I don't know about you, my spirit didn't need to be healed. My old spirit needed to be removed and my new spirit does not need healing. Right? It's physical healing. Who healeth all of, our, of, of thy diseases. It's the Hebrew word, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, nosos, N-O-S-O-S, 12 times in the Old Testament, it's talking about physical disease. That's one of the benefits that, that God in his redemptive act and his redemptive plan provided for you and I. 
So let's go. Let's go over to Isaiah 53. If you come here, if you drop your Bible, it'll probably open to this scripture. In verse 1, it says this. I love this. Who hath believed our report? And to whom will the arm of the Lord be revealed? The arm of the Lord, the manifest power and presence of God. Who's that going to be revealed to? The ones who believe the report. You know, sometimes as a pastor, I'll have people come up to me. Pastor, I I need you to pray with me. I'm going to the doctor this week, and I, I want you to pray with me that I get a good report. That, that flags me that they're not in the right place. I need to give them the word because we already have the report. If, if somebody says, well, how do you know you're healed? Well, I, I have the, this is the divine MRI, right? This, this is it. If you, if you want to know if, if I'm healed, I have to look here. If, if I want to know if I'm prosperous, I have to look at here because this is truth, right? John 17, 17, thy word is truth. See, if your circumstances, if your circumstances are here and the word, you've put the word here, you're you're always going to be moved by your circumstances. You're never going to be moved by the word. But oh, if you'll change that, the minute the word takes first place in your life, You'll never be moved by your circumstances again. So what am I saying? Keep your eyes on the word. Listen, you and I are just like Peter. Jesus said, come, and our walk is out of the boat. Our walk, the walk of faith is walk on the water. And Satan will throw water in your eyes, and he'll try to get you freaked out about circumstances to try to get your eyes off of Jesus. Because the minute I get my eyes off of Jesus, I'm going to begin to sink. But here's the cool thing. All you got to do is get your eyes back on Jesus. You know, nobody ever really talks about it, but Peter actually walked with Jesus back to the boat. That's pretty impressive. Now in Nebraska, I do have the ability to walk on water. Usually it's between the months of maybe January, maybe February, but uh, it's frozen. But liquid water, I've never done that one. Right? Look at Isaiah chapter 53 here. Keep going with this. Verse 4, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs. Now this word griefs, it's the word coli. Every other time in the Old Testament, it, it, it's not griefs. It, it, was, it was only written griefs here. But coli, every other time, literally is physical disease. So any translation is only going to be as good as the knowledge of the translator, that the knowledge that they have of the language, but also the knowledge that they have of the character of God. So King Jimmy's guys had a little problem with that. You, you see that. But what I love about the King James, it's, It's a word-for-word translation. So now with the tools we have, you don't have to be a Greek or Hebrew scholar to find this stuff out. But it's the word koli. Surely he has borne. This means to bear away. Surely he has borne our disease and carried our sorrows. 
Only here is it mentioned sorrows. It's the, it's the Hebrew word makab. It means pain. Do you have pain in your body tonight? Well, I've got good news for you. The report from God, the God who cannot lie, says Jesus, 2,000 years ago, already carried your pain, already bore your sickness. Isn't that interesting? Now, wars are fought over this because people will say, well, this is talking about spiritual healing once again. Interesting. It says here in verse 5, or I'm sorry, let me read the rest of verse 4. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Isn't that good news? So if you want to look at the commentary, you know, I'm not a big commentary person, but there is a great commentary on this passage of Scripture. And it, it's, it's called the commentary of the Holy Spirit. It's Matthew chapter 8. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. The Holy Spirit reveals to us right here what he's talking about. I love that. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. It says, When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and look at this, and healed all their sick, all. And then it says this, That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now, if you jump back to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, this is sword drills tonight. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. It says here, whose own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes... Now this is looking back to the cross. Isaiah said, by whose stripes I am healed, right? But now this is looking back, by whose stripes I was healed. So tonight, I've got good news for you. When were you healed? Before you were ever born. It was provided for you. Isn't that good news? I mean, that, if we get a revelation of that, we're going to jump up, run around the building, and come back in here and go, that's awesome. Because that means if I was healed, then it's literally, it's, it's just a matter of me reaching out and taking it and saying, thank you. Wow. I gained knowledge that my God is my healer. He is my great physician. Oh, I've got some practicing ones on this planet, but I look to the great physician. Isn't that good news? Man, get excited about that. So now let's go to 1 Timothy because now let's start to talk about some things of how to lay hold of this. So the predominant thing is you, you don't... See, being able to quote every healing scripture is not going to get you healed. 
Because anybody, you know, a parrot can do that. We can teach them how to recite. But no, you want to know that when you're quoting this scripture, this is from your heavenly Father who cannot lie, who loves you. And he wants you well. He wants you well. So let's go back here. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Hallelujah. We're kind of coming down the slope. You guys doing okay? Praise God. Pastor Mike will fix anything that that we did here tonight. So (laughs) no need. That's good. That's good to know. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. So this is Paul talking to Timothy. He says, Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because we win. And then he says, lay hold on eternal life. For time's sake, I'm not going to go ahead and go into the rest of that. Lay hold onto eternal life. Now he's talking to Timothy, who's already born again. So this eternal life has to be more than, than just salvation. This is laying hold of the blessing of God. If you go over, just go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. I love what Paul said here. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. He said this, I know whom I have believed. This word know, again, means to perceive and to discern. I have revelation knowledge from the Holy Spirit. I know who I believe. Not what. I know who. The Holy Spirit has brought revelation to my heart. I know him. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. See, to lay hold, you got to know. You have to know. If you leave with nothing else tonight, I want you to know that the God of heaven, he knows right where you are. He knows right what you're facing. And he loves you so much. And he wants you to embrace and to take hold of and to receive everything that Jesus provided for you in redemption. Everything. If you have sickness in your body tonight, he wants you to know tonight he wants you well. And you could, believe, you could receive that tonight. Not tomorrow. Faith is now. You know, one thing Satan will always do in your life, he will try to get you into time. Well, I'm going to be healed. No, faith is now. I've believe, I believe that I've received my healing. I have it now. Amen? That's the way it works. He'll get you, he'll get, try to get you, he wants you to either run out of time or run out of money so that you can't fulfill the plan of God for, for your life. But praise God, not, not anymore, not in our life, right? I know whom I have believed. So let's go to a great scripture on this. Go to Daniel chapter 11. Daniel chapter 11 in verse 32. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 11. I love this statement that Daniel made. 
In Daniel 11.32, you know, guys, I, I could tell you this, and, and I'm a pastor. I didn't come here tonight to teach you something new, right? I'm, I'm come, I've come here tonight to help you get stronger. That, that's really what we do as a pastor. Completely furnish you give you the word of God, and we trust. See, see, I'm not really the teacher, the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to every one of our hearts. He's speaking to my heart tonight. So when it's always fresh with him. But God wants you strong. But it says here at the second half of this verse, it says, but the people that do know their God shall be strong. This literally means courageous enough to seize hold of something. And, and that's, you know, in Mark chapter 11, where it says you believe that you receive, that word receive literally means to seize hold of it. You seize hold of these things. And I'm here to tell you tonight, Satan can't rip it out of your hand. All he wants to do is get you to let it go. But you don't ever have to let it go. You can grab on to the word tonight and not let it go, and he can't stop it. You've never met one person ever who's ever lived on this planet that got in faith and stayed in faith that did not see what they were believing for manifest in their life. You've never met one person. Yeah, but, you know, sister so-and-so, she loved God with all of her heart, and, but she, she died because of this sickness or disease. D- can you judge her heart? Because I could tell you, a lot of people can put on an act outwardly. No, no, they're not trying to act. But we don't really know what's going on inwardly. But what we do know is what God said. And we can never make doctrine on, on, on situations and circumstances in other people's lives. The word is the word. Yeah, but how could a person miss it? Well, have you ever missed it? Oh, absolutely. I've missed it. Do you have to? No. So know that tonight. These principles that we're talking about, you can lay hold of them and the enemy can't take them out of your hand. He can't stop the word of God from coming to pass and manifesting in this realm. He can't stop it. You're the one with authority. But the people that do know their God, that means they're strong, they, they seize hold of things. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Now this word know, the people that do know their God, it literally means to know so intimately where something has been conceived in me and birthed out of me. That's the knowing that we're talking about. The people that know their God so intimately to where now constantly his word is being conceived and birthed in my life, birthed out of my life. I know him. I know in whom I believe. I'll be strong. It it causes my whole life to turn to him. 
And it causes me to lay hold on things, to seize hold, to be courageous. In the face of death, I'm at peace and I'm at rest. That's who you are. And you'll do exploits. This word exploits means you'll do things beyond your own ability. Isn't that good news? So now let's kind of close up with this in the last couple minutes. I want you to turn to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. There's so much more we could say. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10. In verse 23. Hallelujah. It says here, let us hold fast. This means let us seize hold upon the profession of our faith. Now this is the word profession. It's the Greek word homo logeo. It literally means confession, but what it really means, it means to say the same thing. We are to seize hold on saying about our, our lives and our situation what God says about it. The Bible tells me to seize hold of this. Over here, if you go, uh, it, and it says here we can do this because he's faithful that promised. It says in verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, For you have need of patience, that means endurance, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. See, you need to seize hold. You seize hold of things by believing the word in your heart and speaking it out of your mouth. If if you want to do this, you'll never be able to say you can't do something even though your flesh will want to. But what does God say? No, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You cannot say, but I feel so weak. See, what is the weak? The word says, what what are weak people to say? That they're strong. Why? Because the Lord says, be strong in the Lord. In Ephesians, be continually strengthened inwardly in the Lord as you continually draw from his power. So what do we do in relation to healing? we got to seize hold of it with our mouth. Do you believe, do you believe that Jesus in the redemptive work provided healing for you? Do you actually believe that? Can I see your hands? I mean, I want you, and it's okay if you don't, you just need more word. Okay, so, so see, we have some believers here tonight. Well, I want to encourage you. See, believing that is not going to be enough. You have to You have to release that. You have to mix that belief with faith. So you walk around, Father, I thank you that I have been redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease because Jesus was made a curse for me. Therefore, this lying symptom in my body, I reject it in Jesus' name. It's got to leave. I right now, Father, I believe that I receive my healing. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. After that, you simply go on and the enemy throws thoughts and he'll try to get you to let that go, but you never let it go. You just keep every time that thought hits you, every time a feeling, a pain, Father, I thank you that I'm healed. 
I thank you that Jesus, by his stripes, I was healed. He bore the sickness and the disease for me. I don't have to bear it. That, and and how, how you, that's, that's how you just, you just walk that way. See, because the minute you said it, if God is true and he is, then that means the minute I believed that I received, I took possession of that. I have it. And now, through faith and patience, you're going to see it in this realm. I already have it, but you'll see it in this realm. Amen? Not, not maybe, maybe not. No, no. God's word is true. And because I'm getting to know him, if I'm facing symptoms in my body, then I'm going to constantly study what his word says and get to know him as the healer. And I'm telling you, as that thing, as it manifests in your life, then what do you do? Now you walk around giving everybody else your fruit. You start telling people, hey, listen, because the Lord will start bringing sick people that are going through just what you went through, and you can give them your fruit now. You can minister to them. Well, I'd be remiss to not pray for anybody here. Now listen, you don't need anybody to lay hands on you to receive healing. But if you want hands laid on you tonight, now I can't heal anybody, but I can tell you this, there's a healing anointing. And as, as hands are laid on you, the healing power of God will go right into your body. All you have to do is just receive it. So, so just to finish this up, if there's anybody here that says, Pastor, yes, I'd love, I, this is my night. I want you to lay hands on me. I, I, just, I just believe that I'm going to receive my healing tonight. If there's anybody here who wants that, and I don't know, Pastor Mike, I don't know how you do that here, but can they just come on up? And Okay, so ushers, maybe you could help us. If there's anybody here, who wants hands laid on you, want, wants, uh, wants me to pray for you and just declare. You know, the prayer of faith is really a declaration of faith. We're not going to ask God to heal you. We're going to lay hands on you, and we're going we're to declare that you're healed in Jesus' name. The healing power of God will go into your body, and it will begin to work and effect a cure from the tip of your head to the soles of your feet. Anybody at all? Hallelujah. All right, praise God. You can just, why don't you just line up right here. That would be great, or just do what these guys say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's actually just a wonderful presence of the Lord here. But you know, you don't have to feel anything to get it, right? We already have the report. So I'm just going to lay hands on you and declare what the Word says already. The healing power of God is going to go into your body. It'll go right to the source and root of whatever the sickness and disease is, and it'll just, it'll just take care of it. Your, your job is to just be willing, be obedient, and just receive that. So as I lay hands on you, just say to yourself, Father, I thank you. I believe I receive my healing. Amen? So in the name of Jesus, I declare that you are healed from the tip of your head to the soles of your feet, healed, whole, and well in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You be healed in the name of Jesus from the tip of your head to the soles of your feet. Hallelujah. There it is. Praise you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you just, I just, ooh, 
Father, I thank you for this woman of God. You be healed in the name of Jesus. He loves you so much and he provided this for you. Be whole and be well. Never to be bothered with this again. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, you be healed. From the tip of your head to the soles of your feet. Strength in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you be healed and made whole. Well, strong. In Jesus' name, there it is. You just thank him for it. Hallelujah. Oh, you're full of faith. In the name of Jesus, you just receive your healing right now. You are healed. We declare it. There it is, That just that healing anointing. Oh, praise God. Healed and whole. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Go ahead and just kind of lift up your hands here. In the name of Jesus, you just receive all that God has for you. I declare that you're healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he loves you so much. Symptoms have to leave. Healing, wholeness in every arena of your life. In Jesus' name. From this moment on. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I declare that you're healed from the tip of your head to the soles of your feet, healed, whole, and well. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, there it is. He loves you so much. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus, you be healed. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Let's just stand to our feet and just thank him. Father, we just thank you tonight for your healing power. We thank you for these that have come forward. We thank you for the great report that we will see in their lives. We thank you that they'll never again be bothered by sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you for, our, for your great love for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, listen, it's been great being with you guys tonight. So glad you guys came up. There's so much faith up here. Hallelujah. That's exciting. Pastor Mike, I'll turn this back over to you. Praise God. Love you guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Wasn't it good? It's good to be reminded of the truth. Amen. Let's lift our hands once more and just thank God for his goodness. Thank him for his word and thank him for his healing power that's been ministered tonight. We love you, Lord. Thank you so much for meeting us according to your word. Thank you for ministering healing to each and every one of these. Now, Lord, we fully expect you to raise them up, even as your word says. Hallelujah. We count it done in Jesus' name. Say it with me. Lord, it's good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Thank you for being with us tonight. Have a great week, and you're dismissed.